Hi, morning church. I pray that this morning that God will speak to you and may His presence fill your household. Just now we have sang the song, what a beautiful name, what a powerful name, the name of Jesus is. I believe that it's in that name that there's healing, in that name there's deliverance, in that name there is that breakthrough that we can, you know, cry out to Jesus for. And I pray that, you know, even as, as we meet this morning in, in this uh, manner, that, you know, let, let church continue on to be church. We are the church. It's not the building. It's not the size or the numbers of people. But it is church is us. And I pray that we will not, even throughout this entire time that we are going through this pandemic, that we lose sight of what church is really about. Friends, this is not a time for us to be laid back, to sit down, to, you know, to be comfortable or to be convenient. But even more so, uh, these past few days as I was praying and seeking the Lord, I really believe that this is a time for us to really rise up and to be able to do the, the will and the purpose of the kingdom of God in, in this time. So I pray that it will not just be you know, a few people, but we as a church, Harvest Gen, I want to say this, that you know, as a church, we must all be fervent in our prayer and ask God to show us and to lead us so that we can be effective and be, uh, be useful in, in the kingdom of God. So this morning, we, we're going to continue on, on, on our series. Two weeks ago, I started uh, you know, to take us through the, the whole entire series on the tales of, of two brothers. And I took you know, three sets of brothers. The first was Cain and, and Abel. Second was Esau and Jacob. And today, we are going to look at uh, you know, the elder and the younger brother in the New Testament. So today is the last uh, of, of, of the, this series. And the reason why I took us through this series is to deal with the internal issues that is so common in our daily lives that if unchecked or unresolved, it can lead to devastating outcome in our lives. So I want to encourage us to always remember this. I said this even in the first uh, some in the first uh, of this series and the second of the series, self-check, self-check, self-check. Friends, our, our inner strength is very important. And that's why we cannot allow our inner self to be contaminated with things that will cause us to lose that, 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 that part of us that's so important uh, and, and not to allow it to be filled with, you know, to allow the devil to have a foothold in our lives. You know, Cain, let his anger let him to murder. Esau allowed his anger to cause hatred and a murderous intent. So let's turn to Luke chapter 15. And you know this, this parable, the parable of the lost son, the parable of the prodigal son, all right, in Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 32. Let's, let's read this. And it says this, a certain man, this was a parable that Jesus told the people, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Give me this portion of goods this, that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there journeyed to a, uh, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him to his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pots that the swine ate and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare 
and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, for I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, and when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come. Alright, everybody say brother. Alright, your brother has come. Because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat, and I might make merry that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who had devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Hallelujah. Amen. So here, as we have read just now, I know it's, it's a long passage that we have read, it talks about two sons. This man had two sons, the older and the younger. Remember this whole entire series, we are talking about, you know, the, you know, the internal issues. Most issues in life stems from within. That is why external fixes will not bring internal change. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The new has come. The old has gone and the new is here. So when we are safe in Christ, we are a new creation in spirit. Nothing changes in our external. Yeah, our, you know, we, we don't become, you know, suddenly white hair become black hair. No hair, be, you know, have hair. You know, it doesn't work that way. But the renewal is within. So therefore, it is crucial for us to understand if we keep using external fixes to fix the external, to fix the, the external, then all these external fixes will only be temporary. The Bible says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but that which is spiritual. Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that. And the weapons that we use are not carnal. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 tells us that our weapons of warfare are mighty in pulling down of stronghold. So friends, the internal is very important. What is within is crucial. The new creation is within. So with that in mind, listen to me well. 
we must as a spiritual being as people being saved in Christ as spiritual being first we must bring solutions from the spiritual into our natural not the other way around you see when king david he was in despair at at the incident at ziglag He's, you know what he did? Yes, he was sad. You know, when he came back, everything was lost. The, the property was lost. The, the, the children, the wives, everything. You know, the, 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 the raiders came and looted everything. But he strengthened himself in the Lord. You can read that in first, you know, first Samuel chapter 30. He strengthened himself in the Lord. And God, re- God refreshed his spirit. And from within, he, he found the strength. And, and God spoke to him and he responded. And of course, we know at the end, he, he, you know, he was able to, to reclaim back everything that was lost. So friends, if we were to understand this and always find ourselves, strengthening ourselves that, that we did, you know, with the Lord, to come to the Lord first and find strength in Him, I believe a lot of issues in our lives will not be issues. But the problem is, the moment we face something, we want to do something in the external. We cannot find ourselves to, to, you know, to, to be quiet in, in the external and also internally that we, we, we find ourselves in the Lord. We strengthen ourselves in the Lord. You see, friends, if our internal is not in the right frame and place, all fixes are temporary. That's why the Bible tells us to repent and believe. It is very important that there must be that repentance from within. It's not just an external show. Friends, we cannot be, it's not just as simply as say, I'm sorry. You understand what I'm getting at? There must be that change. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing. Remember, the external is perishing. We don't grow younger by the day. We want to feel that way. We want to look that way. But the truth is this. We are perishing outwardly every single day. But yet, the Bible tells us inwardly, the inward man is being renewed day by day. Just as the physical, the natural is perishing, is wasting away, but the internal, the spiritual is being renewed every day. So let's come back to Luke chapter 15. As I, you know, the internal. So don't let internal issues cause us to lose our place, our purpose in the kingdom of God. Okay, Luke chapter 15, we talk about the elder and the younger brother. We all know the heading of this parable. You know, I said this earlier on, the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son. A lot of focus has been given to the younger son. The younger son was lost in a far country. We have read that, right? He has lost, here he was lost in a far country. But the sad reality was this, the older son was lost in his father's house. So the place is not really the issue. Again, Friends, it is what is within. The attitude by which these two brothers exemplified showed that they both had unresolved issues. Let's look at the younger son. 
Jesus says that he has he he asked for his inheritance before his time. You see, friends, the inheritance was not not his. But what happened was this: he demanded for it at the wrong time. We think that all this happened suddenly. That you know, one day he 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 woke up. He woke up and and you know he just came to the father and said that I I want my inheritance. Friends, we must assume, and we can assume, we can safely assume that this did not just happen suddenly. He didn't just demanded for his inheritance just like that. And the loving father would just give in because any loving father would. Think for the future of his children. It wouldn't be that he, you know, that that day he just came to the father and said, "I want my inheritance." The father, okay, I give to you your inheritance. It's not like that. It must have been quite an issue that the father actually, at the end of the day, divided the inheritance, and his older brother was not happy with him. You know, this whole entire issue had broken up the family. And by the fact that he was embarrassed to go back after his prodigal living showed a strained relationship. The Bible tells us that after not many days after that, he took everything. All these are pre-planned, and he went away. It's not, you know, it doesn't happen just like that. So I believe that this this whole entire scenario, I like what I say is we can safely assume that you know there's been a lot of strained conversation. A lot of arguments that have taken place. Anger definitely was present, until to the place that the older brother was so, you know, he was so disdain against, you know, his younger brother. Yeah, there was definitely a good amount of heated arguments. So at the end of the day, the younger son could not take it anymore. He came to the father and said, "I want my inheritance now." This young, the younger son, the younger brother, he rebelled. His internal issue led him to rebel against his family. So, what is rebellion? Rebellion is the outward defiance of authority. But the very fact that he came to his father and to ask for his inheritance while the father is still alive showed that he has no regard toward his father's authority. You know, unresolved anger leads us to think that it is our right to something. You see, friends, there are a lot of things that that you know that that. I believe that God has given to us, but it must be at the right time. But the problem is when we we you know when we come to a place where we think that everybody owes us something, we get into trouble. And this younger son demanded his portion of the inheritance before his time. It may be his right to his inheritance, but the timing is wrong. Friends, anger will cloud your judgment. On the right time or right timing of things in your life, timing is crucial for everything. You know, every time when, when, when you know, I, I, this is my experience. Every time when I see someone is angry, that person, oftentimes is they wanted something there and then immediately. They wanted the solution there and then immediately. The Bible says, "To everything there is a time; to everything there is a season." Ecclesiastes chapter chapter uh, chapter three. Rebellion does not happen overnight, friends. It is built upon, is one break upon another, one break upon another. 
we can't risk even having one break of anger in our lives to stack up. You know, this whole thing about rebellion is this, that, that it always starts with, with that anger within towards someone. And after a while, you begin to, to hate that person and even if the person is in a person of authority, you begin to defy his authority. Friends, we have to check ourselves when we have issues with authority. If we look through properly, if we check properly, the root is often found in anger. If our fingers are always pointing at other people, then we are on the path of rebellion. So the younger brother, the young, younger son, his internal issues have led him to rebellion. How about the older brother? The older brother, on the other hand, took some time for his issue to creep up. When the, oldest, when the younger son left, he was fine. He was just continuing on with everything that he was doing. But then, later on, when the younger brother came back, his issue arose. You see, friends, that is the thing. Internal issues will always find its way out in the external. It will be expressed. It will result in actions. The Bible tells us that while he was heading home one day, he heard the sound of celebration in his father's house. He was probably confused because Christmas had just passed and Chinese New Year had not yet come. There was no reason for celebration, even in times like this. Yeah. But as he heard the sound of celebration, he called his servant and found out that his lost younger brother had came back. And the father was throwing a party for him. Instead of being happy that the long lost brother came back, this angered him. The Bible says that he was angry and he refused to go in. He resented not just his brother, but also his father. If the younger son is about rebellion, the older son, the older brother is about resentment. The older brother's anger led him to resentment. His anger blinded him and prevented him from embracing the importance of family. You see, just that little issue, internal issue of anger can lead to devastating impact in our lives. He lost his love toward his younger brother which was away and came back. He also lost his love toward his father who was there with him all the time. Friends, unresolved anger can lead to resentment to even the closest to us. What he did was that immediately he says that he didn't, he refused to go in. He distanced himself from his family. He may be at home in body, but he was far away in heart. Resentment is never an individual thing. It colors relationship in a negative way. 
we end up resenting those closest to us, those that have been there for us and with us, if we don't deal with the internal issues that's festering within us. I wish anger would only harm the individual himself. But the truth is this, anger destroys everything around us. Unresolved anger destroys everything around us. It destroys relationships. Remember this, resentment is never an individual thing. Resentment will always lead to disrespect. The words we use becomes degrading. You know what the older brother said to the father? This son of yours. He said that your son has spent all on prostitutes. Friends, we eat the fruits of our mouth. We always say, as we sow, it will return back to us 34, 64, and 104. What we sow through our words will also return back to us in that manner. That's why it's very important that we do not allow anger or unresolved anger to cause us to say words that we regret. So, our friends, it's important. No matter how, you know, remember this, we must come to the Lord. Don't let it come to a place where you begin to disrespect, disrespect people, no matter how you're being treated or how you feel. Never say things, especially those that, that your elders in your family, the, the authorities that God has placed over your life, your leaders in church. Never say things, ah, that fella lah. You know, hopeless lah, you know. Don't ever say things like that, no matter how. Remember this, in one of my sermons in this series, I said this, let God avenge us. If we, are being, if we feel that we are being mistreated, let God be our judge. We are not the judge. Amen? So let's, let's move on. All right? Remember this, resentment is never an individual thing. Remember this, it destroys everything around us. Resentment will lead to disrespect. The next thing is this, resentment is the result of feeling mistreated. It starts with the perception and feeling is not fair. Even with good counsel, good advice, people will still say, you don't understand what they did to me. You know, even that phrase, you don't understand what they did to me, is filled with resentment. Anger is all around it. That's why I always encourage people to counter all these things. We must refuse. We must choose to refuse to talk bad about those who have wronged us. Those who have outwardly wronged us and also those that we think that have wronged us, refuse, choose to refuse to talk bad about them. Jesus in Luke chapter 6 verse 28 says this, Bless our enemies, pray for them, pray for our enemies, love our enemies. Friends, I, I pray if we understand that, I think our lives will be a lot more exciting to live by and also to live for. 
the moment we accept Christ, we must surrender our rights to Him. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trials and tri tribulations. We will be persecuted. So what makes us think that we will escape all these things? We must be ready to be mistreated for His name and also for His sake. People who are burned by leadership has to make a choice to respond well. You know, in my time as, as a minister, as a pastor, I've heard so many people who had been in leadership before who always say this, oh, you know, when I was in leadership, I was badly burned, I was, you know, mistreated. Friends, everything happened for a reason and we must respond well. Don't forsake your spiritual destiny in God because of a carnal disdain towards people. It's not worth it. The truth, as we have read just now about rebellion and resentment, the truth is this, we can possess the tendencies of both the younger and the older brother. While we, we may not end up being, you know, to a place where, you know, the, the anger causes to, you know, the hating causes to want to murder or even murder, but we may well end up rebelling and resenting if we don't deal with anger and hatred properly. Friends, we can pretend everything or anything, you know, uh, we wish outwardly, but it is the condition of the heart that will reveal everything. I always tell this to, to our church. I always tell this to people who want to serve. I'm not afraid or concerned that you have no talent. I'm afraid and concerned if you don't have the right heart. Jesus in Matthew chapter 15, verse 18 to 19 says, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. It is what is from within. Always keep our internal in check. I'm going to say this again. Self-check, self-check, self-check. Give up every right to retaliate. Give up every right to, to, to rebel, to resent. The anger is the root of hatred, rebellion, and resentment. And I, friends, I tell you this. You know, I've heard people say, you know what? When I'm angry, people around me all will be very scared, very fearful. And we think that that is authority. It's not. Anger is a bad way to exert or to express authority. Don't let the devil have a foothold in our lives because of anger. I want to read to you Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 to 27, the Passion Translation. But don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or fuel you or, or be filled for revenge for even a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. So friends, at the end of the day, if we have unresolved anger, the devil can manipulate us. You know, I'm going to end with this. A story was told that a man was dying after he was bitten by a dog which had rabies. At that particular time, there was no known cure for rabies. So the doctor told him that they could do nothing anymore for him and asked him to be prepared for the worst. The doctor advised him 
to put his affairs in order. The man then requested a pen and a piece of paper and started writing vigorously. So the doctor returned and upon seeing the list of names on a piece of paper, thought to himself that this man had taken so much effort to write down those names that are the people that are important to him. So the doctor asked, you know, I, the doctor said to this man, you know, I've seen, you know, the list of names, uh, you know, that you've written down, I've told you to, to put your affairs, affairs in order. So would you like to get this, uh, would you like me to get hold of these people to you since they are important to you and you wrote the, the names of these people thinking that it will be a good, you know, last time to see them again before this man dies. So the man looked at the doctor on his, on his bed and he said, Please doctor, by all means, get every one of them to come here. I want them to be here. This list of people that I'm, is the list, the, the list of people that's in this list are those that I'm going to bite before I die. Friends, don't let anger take root in our internal and become cancerous to our being. Why we took, you know, we, this past three weeks that we've we gone through this, because friends, a lot of times, the issues in our lives does not just happen externally. It's always the little simple things. You know, we, we can easily be angered, we can easily get angry, and if we are not careful, this thing can lead to many things in our lives. To murder, the intent of murder, to hating, to rebellion, to, to resentment. And these things will cause us to lose our place and our purpose in the kingdom of God. Jesus, in the Lord's prayer, He taught us to pray. Forgive us this day our transgressions as we forgive those who have transgressed against us. God forgave us so that we can forgive others. He has set us free, so don't get bound again. Friends, this little thing that we, we think, you know, is, 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 is just so simple, but anger, unresolved anger have, had led to many broken families have led to many broken relationships. Unresolved anger have caused people to be blinded of their destiny and their purpose. Some even to the extent of God's will in their lives. I'm just going to end with this. When we hold on to something like anger, unresolved anger, both our hands are clenched. We can't receive with a clenched hand or with a clenched fist. It's like a bumper car that repels everything when it crashes into. Friends, I, I don't know what, you know, I, I believe all of us, we have to a certain extent as we have gone through these three weeks, to a certain extent, these issues in our lives, and I pray that it will not continue to fester because these things will continue to grow. Remember this. Just as the Bible says, we are, you know, inwardly we are renewed day by day. 
So if everything that we have put in spiritually, inwardly, if it, even if it's a bad thing, I tell you what, friends, it will grow. And eventually, it will be reflected in our lives. You know, a person who cannot control, you know, his, 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 his speech, his mouth, it, he, it doesn't happen overnight. It must have been something that have, you know, been instilled in, in, in within him. Your resentment towards someone doesn't just happen overnight. It's not that you wake up one day and, and you look at your, your family member and you know, I, you know I, I, I resent you. You don't. It's always the little things. If we, you know, oftentimes we always think that's the problem with anger. Anger always points fingers at other people. But we must remember self-check, self-check, self-check. I don't know what issues you may be facing. Issues with your family. Issues in your relationships. Maybe your house. Right now. Your home. Your family. Is not really in the best state. Because of unresolved anger. I encourage you friends. Do whatever it takes. To get all these things out of our system. Because family is very important. It's very crucial. Even in church, our spiritual family, maybe some, have, have come to a place where, you know, has been burned, you know, by, you know, by, by being in leadership or by serving and all. And then we, we come to a place where I, I don't want to serve anymore. You know, you know how I was being treated. I tell you, friends, it's not worth it to, to have that clench feast to hold on to all these things whereas we must release it so that we can embrace God's purpose and God's will for our lives it's not worth it don't let all these unresolved internal issues cause us what is important friends I pray that at the end of this series that we're going to learn to we got to learn God's ways Amen you know it's not that we you know it's not that we can't be angry or whatever it's not that Ang anger you know being angry is an emotion but don't let it linger so the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger you may be angry with your parents, you may be angry with your spouse, you may be angry with your in-laws, you may be angry with your leaders, you may be... Well, but friends, remember this. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Because unresolved anger, if it's going to be accumulated day by day, it's going to cost us dearly. So friends, I encourage you, let's open our hearts to Jesus. Remember, Jesus forgave us so that we can forgive others. Amen. So let's pray. Let's avail ourselves to God. I'm speaking to you just as much as I'm speaking to myself. I have to remind myself not to, you know, let all these things to become a stumbling block in my life. I remember when we, you know, first got married and, and for a good number of years, man, me and Pastor Brenda, we often quarrel and, and wow, words that sometimes we use are, are so hurting. 
But then over time, we learn, we, we always come before the Lord and ask, God, please help us. Teach us your ways. And we hardly argue nowadays. We hardly, I, I can't even remember the last time we used words to hurt each other. So it's very important for us to be, to always come before the Lord. Don't let internal issues, don't let our internal be issues. Let our internal be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Hallelujah. No matter wherever you are, why not just close your eyes and bow your heads? Yeah, let's take some time. Yeah, I know every time when we, at the end of the service, we pray and then we end the service. I just want, you know, even as Jeremy is, is playing, you know, the keyboard, I, I just, you know, why not you just turn up your, your volume and just let, you know, God, to, the Holy Spirit to just minister to you. Even through, you have this, this time, even as, as, as He plays, I, I believe that the Holy Spirit is flowing through Him. Amen. Come on, let's close our eyes. Let's quiet down our spirit. If the Holy Spirit brings to your to your remembrance certain issues that you know has been there and plaguing you, friends, it's a good time to deal with it and say, Jesus, once and for all, I lay it all down. The anger towards that person, that hatred towards that person, that resentment towards that person, the rebellious attitude towards that person, the hatred, Lord, I lay it at your feet. And I don't want to touch it again. I want it to be settled. It must start with me. It must start with me. I lay it down. It might be that leader that have caused you to to have a misguided perception of what leadership is all about in the kingdom of God. Lay it down. Lay it down. It's not worth it. That carnal disdain is not worth it to be, to, to be held on to. Instead, we must embrace that spiritual destiny that God has for us. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, just move right now into our very rooms. Not just the physical room, but the room in our hearts. Lord, we pray that all our internals will be in the right frame, in the right place. Lord, you have promises that spiritually that we are being renewed every day. Lord, we pray let not our spiritual being be filled with things that are filthy, but be filled with the things of God. So Lord, we pray. Lord, give us the strength if we need to even take that step to say sorry to someone and to mend that relationship 
we will do it, O God. And truly, genuinely, sincerely, repenting. And not to hold on to the things that way. If we have been mistreated, Lord, we make it a point. In our lives, we choose not to say anything bad or negative against those that have mistreated us. But instead, we will pray for them, we will bless them. Lord, we will eat the good fruits of our mouth, O God. But it has to come forth first the sowing of good seeds from our mouths. So Lord, Holy Spirit, we pray, help us to be careful with our speech and what we say. So Lord, just be with us. Be with us. Be with us. This year, we're going to be stronger internally. The inner strength in us will grow. Lord, thank you that all these things are not external fixes, but internal fixes that will be lasting. So Lord, we thank you, we praise you. Now may the Lord be with us, the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So church, God bless you. Stay safe and remember, you know, let's continue on to walk closer to God. If anything that you face right now, the issues in your life, remember, strengthen yourself in the Lord. Let our in, inner being, that, you know, that, that, that spiritual being be renewed day by day. So God bless you. May this series, The Tales of Two Brothers, you know, have been a blessing to you. Just as much as I, I really enjoy preparing this and, and you know, God is really speaking to me about these issues as well. You know, I pray that we all will learn. Come on, church. Remember this. Our enemies are not the people around us. Our enemy is the devil. Amen. So, please, let us grow. You have to, to really to be stronger day by day, internally first. Amen. And then externally, it will come. Hallelujah. So God bless you. May God watch over you in everything that you do. Amen. Take care. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.